0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report, the day for September the 21st of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry, hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week. It is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. Of course, there were no shows, last week I was out of town at the beach getting some sun and some relaxation before a crazy season ahead. But that doesn't mean there is not news to come back to. Indeed, it is an insane day to get back into the news grind because Microsoft has acquired ZeniMax Media, the parent company of Bethesda Softworks, for $7.5 billion, the company announced this morning. Bethesda Softworks is the parent company of Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, Zenimax Online Studios, Arcane Studios, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog Games, and Roundhouse Studios, and owns major franchises such as The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, Prey, Quake, Starfield, and more. The acquisition of Zenimax Media grows Microsoft from 15 to 23 creative studio teams. Bethesda Softworks' catalog of games will also be added to Xbox Game Pass. Future Bethesda Softworks titles, including Starfield, will launch an Xbox Game Pass day and date with their release. Quote, the key point is we are still Bethesda, said Bethesda Softworks Senior Vice President of Global Marketing and Communications, Pete Hines, in a statement. We are still working on the same games we were yesterday, made by the same studios we have worked with for years, and those games will be published by us. End quote. But Heinz continued, So why the change? Because it allows us to make even better games going forward. Microsoft is an incredible partner and offers access to resources that will make us a better publisher and developer. We believe that means better games for you to play. Simply put, we believe that change is an important part of getting better. We believe in pushing ourselves to be better, to innovate, to grow." Bethesda Game Studios' Todd Howard added, This one is about more than one system or one screen. We share a deep belief in the fundamental power of games, in their ability to connect, empower, and bring joy. And a belief we should bring that to everyone, regardless of who you are, where you live, or what you play on. Regardless of the screen size, the controller, or the ability to even use one. And an update, head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has told Bloomberg that Microsoft plans to honor the PlayStation 5 console exclusivity agreements previously announced for the Tango Gameworks-developed Ghostwire Tokyo and Arcane Lion-developed Deathloop, and that future games will be available on other consoles on a case-by-case basis. And of course, that is coming from Jason Schreier, now reporting from Bloomberg. So of course, you can read the entire statement in full on the official Xbox blog, But this is absolutely monumental, and the question is, what is Microsoft going to do? Because essentially, they have a couple of options here as to how they leverage the purchase they have made. $7.5 billion is a lot of money to invest to not have console exclusives, which leads a lot of people to assume this is going to essentially raise Xbox to be on the same level, if not a bit higher than PlayStation, in terms of what games you could potentially only play on Xbox. Now, of course, as they do mention, this is going to be done on a case-by-case basis, which means there will be some games from these studios that are exclusive to Xbox. But the question on everyone's mind is, does that mean Doom? Does that mean Fallout? Does that mean Dishonored? Does that mean Elder Scrolls 6? Does that mean there are so many questions you can ask here because it's such a monumental purchase? Uh, But ultimately, we are going to have to wait and see how all of this shakes out. But there is no doubt in my mind that this completely and totally shifts the discussion around where is the best place to play. Because while PlayStation has incredible experiences like God of War, like The Last of Us, like Horizon Zero Dawn, like Gran Turismo, you now have Xbox with games like Fallout, with games like The Elder Scrolls, with games like Dishonored, and if they lock those down and make those console exclusives, that is absolutely insane. Now, I don't personally think that Xbox is going to go that route, and I'll explain my line of thinking. Because if they offer these games on Xbox and PC, they do already have those audiences and for those that have Game Pass, which we'll talk more about here in a moment, they will absolutely be adding more and more value that will get more and more subscribers and inevitably more people will buy an Xbox. I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of timed exclusivity deals brought into the mix here. But assuming the PlayStation 5 has a very large install base, which we already know that it will because the incumbent is always a bit more powerful, going into the next generation, well, you're leaving money on the table if you don't offer them a game like The Elder Scrolls 6, if you don't offer them a game like Starfield. These are absolutely monumental experiences. To lock them down would be a foolish financial decision, but it really depends on what route Microsoft wants to take. Do they want to be the face behind a lot of these major games across the industry and across console lines, Or do they want to grow the value of the Xbox brand? Do they want to cultivate new members of the Xbox family through these acquisitions and through these exclusives? And the only way we are going to really find that out is to just kind of wait and see what shakes out over the course of the next one year to five years and really see how they begin to leverage the power of their new studios. But there is no doubt in my mind this is going to shift the discussion around the Xbox brand As a whole. Now it was reported earlier today uh, that now Xbox officially has more first-party studios at work than they do over at PlayStation. That is insane to me. Who would have thought that Xbox would be that far ahead of the game in 2020? And of course 7.5 billion dollars certainly gets you a long way. To put that into perspective, Disney was purchased for 4.1 billion dollars. That is so much money. Uh, Regardless, again, you can talk about how much money was spent, but these are some very, very major games and some very impressive studios, and we will see how Microsoft continues to use them in the years ahead. But Xbox Game Pass subscribers are in for a treat, and there are many of them, because subscribers have jumped 50% to 15 million in less than six months. Microsoft is revealing today that it now has 15 million Xbox Game Pass subscribers. That is up 50% from the 10 million the company previously disclosed back in April. Xbox Game Pass is a subscription service that offers access to a growing selection of more than 100 Xbox games for $9.99 per month. Microsoft has been pushing Xbox Game Pass heavily in recent months, particularly ahead of its next-gen Xbox console hardware that launches in November. Xbox Game Pass has started to feel like Microsoft's true next-gen approach, gearing the company up for a different Xbox future. Game Pass has been bolstered recently by the addition of Bungie's Destiny 2 title, xCloud Game Streaming, and Microsoft's ZeniMax Media Acquisition, the parent company of Doom and Fallout studio Bethesda Softworks. There is a variety of ways to subscribe to Xbox Game Pass across both console and PC, with the ability to just play games streamed through the cloud to an Android device. Microsoft has also been running promotions, offering the first month of Xbox Game Pass for just $1, which are bound to have helped attract interest in the service. Despite this, it is clear the company has been able to maintain existing subscribers and grow them over the past six months, another early sign that Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass bet is starting to pay off. And it absolutely is. And I will say this every time I get the chance to do so, Game Pass is the best deal in gaming. Of course, we talked a couple of weeks back about the acquisition of EA Play, or I should say the partnership of EA Play that now brings that subscription in fold with the Xbox Game Pass subscription if you have Ultimate or Xbox Game Pass for PC. So, you can play many of the biggest games from Electronic Arts on Xbox Game Pass without any kind of price increase. Now, with the ZeniMax Media Acquisition, that is going to add even more value, and then you can essentially play anywhere. In combination with the Xbox All Access program that provides an Xbox Series S and Game Pass Ultimate for $25 a month for two years, or Xbox Series X with Game Pass Ultimate for $35 a month for two years, You can clearly see where the company is going. Game Pass is really the next generation. The Xbox Series X and S are just byproducts of that. And even as somebody who has decided to rebuild and improve a gaming PC rather than buying an Xbox Series X, I might even consider one just for my living room whenever I just want to veg out on the couch and play some of my favorite games because the value is there between Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and the $35 a month Xbox All Access plan. It is amazing to see what Microsoft is doing and the moves they are making are future focused. The moves they are making are gamer-focused. PlayStation is still focused on the experiences that are had on the consoles themselves, and that is still incredibly important, and it has paid off in a big way for PlayStation because the games that they have are amazing. But when it comes to providing value, when it comes to giving gamers a good deal, PlayStation is not focused on that. Microsoft is giving cheaper options as far as controllers go, as far as access to their games go, and as far as value in their subscription service goes, it can't be beat. It is absolutely amazing to see what they are doing. Uh, And so we will see how they continue to grow and evolve in the coming years, but Game Pass is still continuing to be one of the increasingly best deals in gaming. However, it might be difficult to get a Series X or an S at GameStop because of supply constraints. Gaming fans may have as much trouble with the Xbox Series X and S pre-orders tomorrow as they did with PlayStation 5 pre-orders last week. Supply for the new Xbox consoles is even more limited than it was for Sony's machine, according to multiple GameStop associates that spoke with GamesBeat. GameStop employees told us that they have around half as many Xbox Series X and S systems as they did PlayStation 5's. This will likely lead to a situation where the console sells out immediately after going up for pre-order. I, says the author, have reached out to Microsoft for a comment about this story and will update with any new statement, and of course they are also reaching out to other retailers to ask about their supply. For GameStop, this may have implications for who can even get a system. At least one sales district is emphasizing bundles and attachment rates over naked consoles. What that means is that stores will only try to sell an Xbox if you purchase it with other games and accessories. The goal is to get five additional items attached to any one console sold. But even at stores that are selling consoles on their own, you are likely to find that these Xbox systems sell out quickly. After polling approximately 10 locations, these stores seem to have between 5 and 10 Xbox Series X consoles and only 2 to 4 Xbox Series S systems. Each store said they had about twice as many PlayStation 5s versus Series X and twice as many PS5 Digital Editions versus Series S. This does not say anything about how quickly Microsoft can replenish stock, but fewer Xbox systems at retail may not sting too painfully if the company can allocate more products consistently before the console's November 10th debut. This could be a problem, but at the same time, while you see pre-order difficulties across both the PlayStation and Xbox side of the gaming community, I do want to reiterate that although it is very exciting to see a new console launching, although the hype is certainly there around the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and the Series S and the Nvidia RTX 3080 cards, you don't necessarily need one this year or right at launch, because ultimately, there aren't that many exclusive games that you're going to be held to the new generation of consoles to play. If you look at a game like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I guarantee you it will run very well on the PlayStation 4 Pro, on the Xbox Series X, or on the current PC hardware that you are running. It is not going to be locked to the next generation, and when you look at exclusives, Xbox is really hinging itself on third parties and the value of Game Pass, and when it comes to PlayStation 5, you've got Spider-Man Miles Morales, but that's also coming out on the PlayStation 4 Pro. There really isn't a reason to get a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X, or really even a 3080 this year, unless you really absolutely have to have one at launch. And for a lot of people, they simply don't. But I wonder how this figure, how this 10 to 12 figure for the Xbox Series X and this 2 to 4 for the Xbox Series S is across the entire industry. Is this only a GameStop problem? Will Microsoft have more in their own dedicated store? Will Walmart have more? Will Target have more? Will Best Buy have more? You can ask these questions, and there really will be no answer until we see how pre-orders go tomorrow. But I am excited to see how things go, and of course, it is an exciting season regardless of whether or not you plan on picking one up or not, because this is the start of what could shape the next 10 years of gaming, uh, which is always going to be something that gets your boy pretty pumped. But to round out today's show, I did want to highlight a statement that was made over the weekend. Sony considered a low-spec PlayStation 5, but decided against it because it would have been problematic. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan, who said, Sony was not too keen on releasing a PlayStation 5 with lower specs alongside a more beefed-up version, had more to say during an interview. According to Ryan, who said he respects every competitor's decision and their philosophies, creating a lower-spec PlayStation 5 console was something Sony considered at one time, but decided it was something that did not yield great results in the past. Clearly, price is a very important factor, he told Japanese site Watch via VGC. One thing that can be said is that if you look at the history of the game business, creating a special low-priced reduced-spec console is something that has not had great results in the past. We have considered that option and seen other executives who have attempted to discover how problematic it is. Ryan stated that Sony is instead committed to its current strategy of proving folks, excuse me, I believe they mean providing, providing folks with a future-proof console that they will want to use for five, six, or even seven years. They want to believe they have brought something that is future-proofed and not going to be outdated in two to three years. They want to have faith that if they end up buying a new TV, that their current console will be able to support that new 4K TV they are considering buying. Sony will release two consoles in November, one that is a standard model and the other digital only, priced at $499 and $399 respectively. Microsoft, on the other hand, is releasing its discless Xbox Series S console alongside the more powerful Xbox Series X console. The former supports up to 1440p, while the latter supports 4K and features more storage. There is a major price difference between the two consoles as well, as the Xbox Series S will run you $299, where the Xbox Series X will set you back 499 bones. So, are cheaper consoles problematic? No, they aren't. If you look at the Nintendo Switch, for a perfect example, it is shining Alongside the competition, it is the best-selling console of the year, and it is a fraction as powerful as a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. You can't really say that lower spec consoles don't end up being profitable or successful, because, I want to reiterate, 4K is not the new norm, and it will not be for a very long time. You don't really have to worry about it being the expectation because right now, the people that play on a 4K television are the exception, and that's coming from somebody who does have a 4K television and does game on it. For the budget-minded gamer, 1440p is going to be a very good option because that's what my gaming monitor is, and it is worth noting, the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 4 Pro currently do not support 1440p monitors, which is a big problem for me if I did want to play it myself setup, that's why I have to have a dedicated 1080p monitor for my PlayStation 4, which is a huge inconvenience. But my personal issues aside, I still believe that the Xbox Series S is probably going to be the best way to get into the next generation of gaming. Because if you think about how the Xbox ecosystem is continuing to evolve, essentially it is the PC gaming space, where you can play a game with a new NVIDIA RTX 3080 and an i9-9900 CPU. You can play games at a very, very, very high fidelity. Or, You can play games on an i5 running a GTX 970, you can still have that support and it scales. And so as developers get used to scaling their games for the Series X and the S, you could potentially have better performance in 1440p for years to come as compared to 4K. Even right now on the PS4 Pro that I have, games run better running in 1080p than they do in 4K, and I think that's something a lot of people forget. Even though the PlayStation 4 Pro is built for 4K, it still runs games better in 1080p. It really is a 1080p machine, and the same could be said for the Xbox One X. Uh, but as we get into the next generation, I definitely do not agree with Jim Ryan here. I think that there are certainly places and spots in the gaming industry for cheaper lower-end hardware. But with that being said, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what you think about everything we talked about here today. Which console will you be buying and how do you feel about the new acquisitions from the team at Microsoft of ZeniMax? That is absolutely massive and it is going to shape the future of this console generation in a big way. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your night. I'll talk to you soon and peace.